Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, NSE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have John Payne of Asia featuring John Payne. Payne was a member of the group Asia from 1991 until 2006. He recorded eight albums and toured extensively with them. He later branched out with his own iteration of the band in 2006. John Payne is on tour celebrating the 3040 anniversary of Asia and his tenure in the band. Asia featuring John Payne will be at the Greenwich Odium on July 23rd.
Hello? You got rid of them gardeners yet? Yes, I'm sorry about that. It's just so damn noisy when they're here. It's like they have leaf blowers and lawn mowers and the whole regalia of, you know, lawn implements. And it's extremely noisy and I can't find a quiet place in the house to get away from them. I had one uh, day before yesterday. I'm staying at my girlfriend's house on a lake in Maine, which is absolutely beautiful. Just having a few days off doing some studying and pre-programming for the Asia anniversary tour. It's, It's just beautiful out here, man. What part of Maine are you in? I'm right on near the near the coast. Oh, nice. Well, it there's a lot of Maine coast, so... Yeah, it begins with a D. Demeriscada. Well, Maine's beautiful. New England's a wonderful place. Yeah, well, that, this actually just reminds me of being in England. And where are you from in England? I'm from Hertfordshire, about 30 miles north of London. I've been out there a couple of times. I stayed in Norwich area. Right, it's beautiful out, Norwich. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. Do you live in the UK still? No, I live. I lived in... Burbank in California for about 15 years and then been in Vegas for 10 years now. That's pretty hot out there. <laughs> and that's the ugliest landscape in the States. Yeah, I've been out there. It's it's kind of strange. I mean, the, the rock formations out there are beautiful, but Vegas itself, well, it's like a... No, I never go into Vegas. I'm like, I'm in Henderson, just on the Vegas border. I'm five minutes from the airport, so for me, for flying, it's great. And I came out there to... I had a show there. Okay. I did a rock show for the Hilton for two years, which was, which was fun. But as regards entertainment, sport, food, it's amazing. And then transport. But the rest of it, it's... Fred Flintstone's quarry yard, you know? <laughs> so this tour you're, you're embarking on, it's the 30th and 40th anniversary tour. Yeah. It's it's your yeah. 30th and it's Asia's 40th. Yeah, the founding members, founding members 40, me 30. So kind of a coincidence that they all came together at the same time. So it's going to be fun. Some of these shows, just speaking to my keyboard player, some of these shows are like, some of these songs, I have not paid Love Under Fire or Someday for 30 years or Heaven on Earth. Thanks, I never played Heaven on Earth live. <laughs> well, you better get practicing then. <laughs> I know. What happens when the, I mean, I original, I know there are the original members of Minus John Wetton because he passed away, but I, I saw Asia a couple of years ago um, with all the original members Minus John Wetton. What do you do when they're on tour? Do you guys compete or do you... Was that, was that with Ron Bumblefoot singing or was Billy Sherwood singing? I don't remember. It was during the Royal Affair tour. Oh, that was, I think that was Billy Sherwood singing. Who's, who's in Yes. And then to the only founding members with that is Jeff Downs and Carl, I think. But Steve did play with him for that show because he was with he was at that show, so he played yes. with them. Yeah, they did announce they were going to do an anniversary tour, but I don't think they. I've not seen any dates. No, I uh, looked on their website. Their website hasn't been changed in three years. Yeah. <laughs> it still has that Royal Affair uh, tour on it. It's very hard. I mean, it was hard for me coming into Asia, being the new vocalist when John Wetton had left the band and gone off to do a solo career. Uh, when I was asked to join, you know, as when you've got such an iconic singer and, you know, such a huge album, it's always it's always hard. And it's like Ron Wood says he's still the new boy in the Rolling Stones <laughs> with... When I spoke to Brian Johnson, he said, I'm the new vocalist. Mm, and he's been with them for almost 40 years. 
I know. And I've been in the band 30, well, you know, from the start, 30 years ago. And I did eight studio albums with the band. When they go out, hasn't been very often. But when they do go out, we just don't really play in the same areas. Okay. That's, that's usually what happens. What was your, where were you before you joined Asia? What was your path that led you to Asia? So I started off doing a lot of session work for people. I had a solo career. Um, I worked with Mike Oldfield and Roger Daltrey. Did a lot of backing vocals for people, but I always had my own band. I had a band called The Passion with Andy and I on keyboards from the Schenker Band and Clive Burr, who's sadly no longer with us, from Iron Maiden. And we were looking for a deal in the late 80s. Don and David Arden came to see me, and then you know, Don Arden had Jet Records. He's Sharon's father, passed away now, but he's, they said to me, would you like to join ELO? And went and had a meeting with Bev Bevan and, and Jim Steinman at the time who's going to produce it. I uh, did a load of demos for a new ELO album. And then there became some legal wrangles and it became known as ELO Part 2. And then there was a quiet period and that was a period when I'd got asked to join Asia because I'd done... I'd done some songs with Jeff Downs in the late 80s, working on, on some songs which some of them ended up like Who'll Stop the Rain on Aqua.
that's kind of where I was before then uh, and living in the UK. And how did you connect with Jeff Downs? Just from doing work, yeah. session work with him? Well, one of the guys in my band at the time was a guy called Phil Spaulding. And Phil used to be in a band called GTR. So GTR was Steve Howe and Steve Hackett. Yeah, I remember that band. Yeah, When the Heart Rules the Mind mm-hmm. uh, and The Hunter. Jeff was producing them at the famous townhouse in England and I kind of went along and we ran up for a few drinks and stuff like that. And Jeff said, let me hear some of your stuff. And he goes, what are you doing this week? Would you want to come and work in the studio to get on some songs? And that's kind of how it started during the GTR days. You wound up working with Jeff Downs in Asia after that. But then what ha- you, you ended up being with them for 14 years. But then John Wetton, they decided to put the original lineup back together. And so that left you kind of in the lurch. Well, I was, kind of left, I was kind of left high and dry, but it's totally understandable, you know, that um, everybody, you know, it's like if if anyone could see the original journey get back together, it would be enormous, you know. I can see where the 81 album has been so big, and it was suggested at the time that we both go out, did the new and the old version, but at the time, John, John didn't want that, and I think, you know, the way things may have gone down in the past with them and stuff, that it seemed to make sense for them that they'd go out on their own. And so we we made an agreement that I could go out as Asia featuring John Payne and they'd go they'd go out original Asia. I mean, really it should have been called founding members of Asia. And I think I should have it should have been would have been better if I'd gone out as like Asia Mark Two. Because <laughs> I just I just kind of when I'm introducing the band or whatever I have to use my name I hate people talking about themselves in the third party hi I'm John Payne from Asia featuring John Payne it's like how big is this guy's ego yeah and and it's and it's only used as a way that that there's no confusion in the marketplace right that it that it is that and I think some people don't realize how many albums and how much work I did over those years with AFJP now and 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 Asia. It was a you know we didn't do anything else. It was full time studio touring, studio touring. You know, in fact, Jeff and I even lived in the same house. So it was really a 15, 16 year vocation, really. And um, as I said, you know, I, I actually don't like adding the adage of, of my name, but that was the, the way that it could most be less confused and, and defined. I think. Well, honestly, I didn't know about this whole thing until I researched you. I didn't know that there were two versions of, of Asia floating around. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of Asia. I saw Asia in their first tour back in 82 or 83 or something like that. Then I, I went through a period of going to see everything, very, very being deep into music. And But then I started with my own career musically, and I kind of lost track of a lot of the bands that I was fans of and just focused on my own stuff. And so I lost track of bands for quite a long time. Uh, and then, you know, when I saw them last time, I didn't realize that they were even out and around anymore. And they just were, you know, they were part of the Royal Affair tour. First, I thought when I saw you, I said, oh, this this is the guy that must have filled in after John Wetton died. And now he's out doing the tour with these other members and didn't know that there was still the possibility of the other Asia floating around out there. So it, it, it kind of messed me up at first. But now it's clarified. Now I understand. But if first it was kind of confusing well i think they as well they haven't got any recorded vocalists with them so they had billy sherwood who they'd worked together with and yes and, and billy's an old friend of mine 
So he became, after John Wetton died, they did a tour with Journey. So he became the vocalist. Then they had uh, Ron Bumblefoot, who's a really, really nice guy and very, very talented, talented player and singer. Because Ron works as well with friend of mine jeff scott soto in a band and then now they announced another singer mark Benilla, who was with my my mate keith emerson working hmm. together and then i don't think steve howe is in that lineup i think it's just a straight straight four piece on that back so it doesn't um, seem like steve is out doing much of anything but yes these days unless i think his passion's yes and his solo stuff right you know he very much for me is a big part of the sound of yes his guitar was a big part of uh asia as well and oh I- he's got such an you know he's not really like this huge rhythm player on a lot of stuff no he plays a lot he, he's a very complicated guitar player he is you know and that's one thing about that cole palmer and steve howe brought to asia was an orchestral thing Carl's drums are very orchestral playing timpanis playing all these not straight necessary groove parts and steve was weaving these little melodies in between the vocals and the keyboards so and that and that gave both yes and asia a very individual sound well when i watched some videos of you with your band i was my first concern was like is somebody going to be able to recreate steve's guitar work and the guitar i guitar player i saw in the in the video did a great job we've been lucky to work with some amazing guitarists guthrie govan who's in the band for eight years just one of the the world's premier players and is highly rated by people like Steve Lukather and Steve Vai. I'm really happy with the band at, at the moment. I mean, I've got great players and it's 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 really, really smoking at the moment. One thing I noticed too about it is that the first time I saw Asia, one of the things was Jeff Downs' massive array of keyboards that he had. Oh yeah. There was that huge massive array. And then the last time I saw him, he had, he had a lot of keyboards. It wasn't as big as the last time, but he was surrounded by keyboards. Now, your band seems to have kind of a minimalistic approach to the keyboards, probably because technology is caught up to the point where you can just do it all on one keyboard now. But So technology, I mean, I think our keyboard player only uses three keyboards now. Right. And there was that one thing, Asia in Asia, where Jeff had 40 keyboards on stage yeah i remember that the whole back of it and there's a company that i work with now uh, called arturia which uh, a french company and they you know i'm not into auto tune i'm not into a lot of computer stuff i'm not into quantizing drums but they make modeled computerized versions of all these analog synths and we do a lot of fly day and it would be impossible to fly the equipment oh yeah totally that's just you know you need the whole road crew to move the stuff that he used to have I yeah mean, and you need and you need a private plane I right mean, right you're talking about 40 times 75 dollars over over baggage fees right and, and more than and more than that no no yeah. act has the budget for that anymore whether you're no no act has the I, budget for that so unless you're actually going on an actual bus concert tour from concert to concert then you can't carry that much but the sounds and the reliability of this company Arturia with their stuff is they've got all the mini moves the profit sense in there just doesn't look the same you know there's something impressive about that I worked with a keyboard player in Asia for a while called Eric Norlander and he really made a big effort when we played to use a lot of the, the synths it was very very expensive I'm very much an old analog guy mm-hmm when it comes to this it, it really makes a difference you can either do the gig or you can't right if we had to carry all that back line we couldn't do the gigs you know you'd have to be playing stadiums to make it affordable right well on top of that just the just the i mean i i play a little bit of keyboards not much but i just know switching from song to song just dialing 
in the right sound for each song takes a little bit of time. Well, the reliability, and also on a mini Moog, it is not got preset. You have to turn, you know, 50 knobs right. to get in the approximate place where you were. You know, you can use the mini Moog in Arturo's plugin, and you can actually make a sound save that sound with delay and get very close to the original mini moog sound well that's the beauty of that kind of stuff it's just flick a button and you've got it like i said where i gotta dial it in to figure out the exact sound i had last time and it takes a couple of minutes and yeah. you know there's that time factor in there on stage too where you don't want to you know you don't want to wait for somebody to do that and but it's also a lot of these shows you want to you are you're going to be in and out of the venue very quickly and you don't want that huge setup as cool as it looks it's not all that cool when it costs a lot of money and there's a lot of people a lot of setup and breakdown time yeah yeah. After you left Asia, you came you came out with a band called GPS, is that right? That's correct, yeah. And so what did that transform into the new Asia, or does that band still exist elsewhere? Uh, that band may still exist. We've been talking about doing a second album. It was more of a project thing than a touring band. We did do some dates in Europe, and we did play in Japan. GPS was Gavin Payne Shellen. Jay Shellen, who's now the drummer in Yes, and has been for a while helping Alan out, who sadly passed away just recently. Mm. Alan was a lovely man, and uh, it's a big loss for us all. I'm sure. Yeah, Alan... Alan played on the magic. You know, he was, and I don't know if everyone knows that, but I've caught that. A lot of people don't know that. That's one of those things that he, yeah. he's one of those drummers who was out do, doing a lot of stuff that people didn't know about. Yeah. So we had Jay Shellen on drums, uh, Guthrie Govan, who's this monster guitar player who's got his own band now, myself. But then we got a keyboard player from Spock's Beard called Rio Okamoto. We tracked that album really quickly and, and live in it. It was heavier than Asia, and uh, it was just a side project. Then also, you know, just after that, I did another side project, which we're on our second album now, with Eric Norlander called Dukes of the Orient. Oh, I read about that, yes. And that's more proggy, whereas GPS is kind of heavier. Uh-huh. Going towards prog metal, GPS... Dukes of the Orient is more retro with all no plug-in sense, all tons of analog sense. That is pre primarily, excuse me, primarily a recording band at this point, or do they? Yes. Go, yeah, you're going to be out for the entire summer. You've got dates booked. You're going to be cruising Correct. through the area twice, actually. You're and we get adding adding more and more dates. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I'm keeping my voice in trim and feeling feeling great about it avoiding covid where we can you know it's like i'm just fed up with it i want to get out and play it ringo just had to cancel and his I remaining heard. couple of weeks and i've caught it twice and i'm double vaccinated now so hopefully that that will give me some kind of protection i'm trying to be careful as i can i just really don't want a, a virus to decide the rest of my life no i don't want yeah. it either i mean yeah. i've i've had four shots so far and i ended up getting it as well and I was very careful. You know, some things are just unavoidable, no matter how hard you try. It just, it sneaks oh, in there. Course, it's, it's, you know, gets around. There's seven billion people that live very close to each other. Exactly. On, and it, on a planet that's supposed to support two. So right, right. This is what viruses do. Well, that their, their main purpose, that's, you know, they're thinning the herd is what they do. Yeah, crowd control. Right, exactly. So you're adding more dates and you're swinging back through the area and, and later on uh, in the summer, but you're going to have Lou Graham with you and another band, yes. and I can't think of who the other band is, Journey. So we've, we're doing some dates with Steve or Jerry from Journey. Right, that, that's we're it, doing, and Lou Graham. And Lou, we've been doing a lot of dates with Lou, and it's it's a really fun show. We uh, Lou joins us, so we do 
45 minutes of Asia and then Lou comes on and we do 45 minutes of Foreigner and man those songs playing those songs the melodies you know particularly the Foreigner 4 stuff for me is, is great you know so it's a, it's a really cool show and, and Lou and I have a great time now how did you connect with Lou Graham I mean I didn't even know he was out playing I, he was he was kind of like an enigma where I hadn't even seen his name in the longest time well he got sick he got sick he survived two brain tumors God bless him oh wow and he, you know, he was ill for a long time, but now he's on great form. I saw him the other day and got a personal trainer and he's, he sang amazingly the other night we did a show with him. Yeah, he's, he's back with a vengeance. Well, that's a good thing because I, I was a fan of Foreigner. I saw them quite a few times in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, I go back to a lot of these bands to the early days. Yes, yes, I saw Yes many times in the 70s. That's That was my big concert wave was in the 70s. That's when I saw a lot of the great bands. Yeah. And they were great. Then. Yeah, and they, they were great. And those arena shows of the 70s are legendary, which, you know, most people don't understand those arena shows from the 70s. Those were something that'll never be rivaled again. That it's just, you know, the whole, the light of the Bic lighters and the smoke-filled venues and the, it was just something no, that I love it yeah well you know I, I hope we can get some people at these shows and I understand people being scared at coming out and whatever but we try and you know establish the best protocols that we can and the show is real fun and and we've been all been starved of live music. I see the reactions from crowds are even better than before COVID. It's it's like we all want to live. We all want to live again. And the gift of music is is incredible. And I I feel lucky that I'm still able to do it and able to sing and able to reach the notes of the old songs still. And so I wanna I wanna pack in as many shows as I can. Well, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I, I, I'm, I feel empty if I'm not out performing myself. It's just, yep. I know that feeling of not being out there for two years. That was horrible. And now you want to get out as much as you can. And I think these Asia shows are going to do well because I, you know, there are a lot of Asia fans out there. And it, you know, you're going to be playing because it's the 30th and 40th anniversary of this music. You're going to be mixing these two albums, the, the first Asia album and the Aqua album, correct? Yes. So that's, that's our plan. You're going to have a show chock full of the the real meaty stuff that people want to hear yeah it's going to be great fun yeah you're gonna are you going to be doing most of the like heat of the moment and wildest dreams we're doing and... heat of the moment only time will tell wildest dreams time again one step closer we're playing the whole of the first album basically and the whole of aqua oh cool it's going to be great fun oh no i like i said i'm a big fan of this this genre of music i've always been kind of a prog rock fan and i'm glad that there are folks out there still playing it now now you're the bass player for the band correct correct but yeah i also produce all the i produced a lot of the the asia albums and mixed some of them and did some of them with jeff i also play guitar on record i also do from the beginning all the backing vocals as well because i love the whole big wall of sound of you know, like the journey foreigner sticks kansas I love all that stuff. Now, are there other vocalists in the in this? Version? Everyone sings. Oh, great! Everyone sings. So, from the drummer to the keyboard players to the guitarist, everyone sings in the band, and that's been a really important thread for me. Oh, vocals! The wall of vocals and harmonies are always a, a great layers. It's nice to have those nice, thick, lush vocals on stage. Yeah. What do you do when you're not on the road with Asia? Do you just go out and? play music with other bands do you have other projects going on that you are looking no, forward to no it just keeps me busy i'm just in the studio or i'm on the road nothing else in fact i'm just taking this is my first vacation for years and years and i'm working on my vacation so <laughs> well you need a real vacation yeah i don't know what that is <laughs> 
Well, you, I guess having two years of nothingness kind of makes everybody want to work as much as they can. Oh, of course. Well, is there anything you want to uh, add? No, just to, for, uh, just enjoy the show. Know that you're going to have a trip down memory lane with uh, really as close as to the record as we can possibly get. No kind of derivations. So that's that's how our shows are going to be. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing people out the road. Come and see us, whether it be just Asia featuring my good self or if it's us with Lou Graham or if it's with Evil Jerry John Elefanti we've been doing stuff so just come and see us alright well I'll let you get back to work and uh, enjoy the state of Maine thank you alright thank you take bye. care bye bye
Okie dokie. Thanks to John Payne of Asia featuring John Payne for being part of the Roots Report podcast. Asia featuring John Payne will be at the Greenwich Odium on July 23rd. Go! The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, Arwen Entertainment, Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.